0: Hi, Awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome, and welcome back to our Extra Awesome series. I'm your host, Meg Teets, and in the Extra Awesome series, I get the chance to talk to awesome people who are doing amazing things in the world. I am so thrilled about today's conversation with Eva Pilgrim. Millions of Americans know Eva as one of the co-hosts of Good Morning America Weekend Edition. And it just so happens that Eva has a brand new book that just released this week called Walter Does His Best, A Frenchie Adventure in Kindness and Muddy Paws. So Eva Pilgrim, welcome to Sorta Awesome. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So excited to talk to you and talk about this book. Truly, you guys, this book is so darling. It's so thoughtful. It's such a fun book that you've written, Eva. I know that the awesomes are going to love it. But before we get into talking about the book itself, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what life looks like for you right now. I know you're in New York City and you've got a lot of things going on, including this brand new book. Tell us a little bit about what life is like for you right now.
1: Well, life is a little chaotic for me at the moment. I'm like, um, any day now could give birth. So I'm very pregnant at the moment. I knew I knew you were in
0: your third trimester. I did not know
1: we were in the any day phase yet. Any day phase now, which has my husband like completely freaked out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you just kind of, you're just in that holding pattern. Like, is it going to be today? Is it going to be tomorrow? Right. So that's made life a little bit... Um, Chaotic for the moment, but also weirdly calm. You know, yes. Uh, I think anyone who's had a child knows. Like, you don't go far from the house. <laughs> <laughs> everything's clean. So um, that's kind of the phase we're in. I'm still just, you know, trying to like go about my normal daily things to stay busy. Um, sure. We're about to have a bunch of chaos. So, yeah,
0: that's I am. <laughs> Nothing like launching a book into the world and getting ready to have a baby. I mean, that is a lot to have going on. Yes. Yeah.
1: It was not planned that way, but we mm-hmm. are
0: very, very grateful for all the blessings. <laughs> oh, I love that. And this is going to be your first baby. Is that right?
1: My first child. Yes. So, uh, extra grateful.
0: So great. Well, early congratulations on all of that. And, Congrats on the book coming out. I'm sure this has been such a fun journey to go through as well. The book was really
1: sort of, I, I joke about it because I wrote it in the middle of the pandemic when I, you know, I think all of us were a little just bummed about life. Of course. Yeah. Um, just nothing was exactly what you wanted it to be and nothing was going the way that you wanted it to go. And so this was sort of an escape for me. Um, I sat in my little backyard here in Brooklyn and was playing with my dog and this kind of all came to be because of that time and some time to sort of sit and think about, okay, we don't have to be perfect. It's like little watching him, the you know, interactive and like, Oh, that brings me joy during the day, you know, like focusing on the very small things and realizing how important they are. I think, um, that's kind of like what's all packaged in this little, I think it seems simple, but it is like they're important lessons, I think, for us as adults to think about.
0: Well, let's do talk a little bit about that because Walter Does His Best, again, is the name of this very darling children's book that you've written. And it brings together two things that I love very much, definitely. And that I know that our awesomes relate to as well. First of all, The importance of being a force for good in the world and through kindness and I want to talk about that in a minute but also the love of dogs in fact you have Walter close at hand there with you he is the most adorable Frenchie um so cute tell us a little bit about oh my gosh he's just darling look at that little face oh I can't stand it tell us how it came to be how did Walter come into your life
1: Um, so I I love dogs, but because I was a correspondent for ABC, we're on the go like all the time. It was like impossible to have a dog. And yeah, I I remember my life was so busy at one point. I was like, I can't even have a dog. I want a dog so bad. (laughs) Um but I met my I'm gonna put you down because I know he's irritated with me holding him like that. Um but I met my husband. And he happened to live in the UK. And one of the things that we agreed upon was that he would move to the US if I would agree to get a dog. And I was like, (laughs) that's a great deal. (laughs) <laughs> and you can stay, you'll be home and you can see him and watch him. And I don't have to worry about getting stuck on a plane. It was like the greatest thing ever. So we looked at different dogs. We tried to adopt a dog, but because we didn't own a dog in New York already, it was like hard to adopt a dog. We ended up getting Walter and um, he's just been like the most little perfect angel in our life. He's very high maintenance and a lot of drama. <laughs> But he's brought so much happiness and laughter, and it has just been like a constant something with him. You know what I mean? I mean- uh-huh. Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was telling you before we started recording that we have two Boston Terriers. I, I keep wanting to call them puppies because they were they were definitely our pandemic puppies. We got them as little babies back in April of 2020. I guess they're not technically puppies anymore, but we definitely still call them the puppies. <laughs> Um,
1: the Walter so now so he's not a puppy anymore but i still, like oh right. my little puppy
0: <laughs> yes they do they bring so much liveliness so much affection and i know and i was telling you that we were trying to decide between bosties or a frenchie and i know from my research that frenchies are supposed to be especially like affectionate loving kind of lap dogs that just like to snuggle has that been the case with walter he's um he's a little moody
1: so it's on the day and the time how he feels about you, but um, he's been very protective of me since I've been pregnant. Oh, like, you know he wants to be right next to me and see where I am, which has been it's one of those things where you're. I hope he still likes me on the other side. Of <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to him being so like sweet about it, he what definitely wasn't like that before. Um, we'll yeah, we'll see. He might he might like our daughter better than me once she's.
0: Oh, my gosh, that is too cute and too funny. Well, here's the thing. Lots of us do have dogs that we love, and they're maybe a little spoiled. And definitely, you know, they're a big part of family life for so many people, but not every dog goes on to inspire a children's (laughs) book. And so you kind of already touched on this a little bit with the pandemic and being at home and just thinking about things. But I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about how Walter and your in your relationship with him and just like watching him how that inspired Walter does his best the book?
1: Well, it just, you know, we would go on walks. And so a lot of the characters in the book are actually real people that are part of Walter's life. Like Jorge is our neighbor up the street. <laughs> um, and he like pees in Jorge's flower bed right? like <laughs> every day, even though it says in the flower bed, no pause, you know, like, Right. And he and and Walter says hi to him, and because Walter is so cute about it, Jorge sort of forgives the fact that he like doesn't do what he's supposed to. And Walter can't read, you know. That's the other thing. We try not to let him go in there, but he like really loves that flower bed. So it's just one of those things where you started to watch the interactions and you realize the joy and the kindness that he was bringing by like walking up to these people made their day, despite the fact that the mess he was creating over on the side was definitely not what they wanted in their lives. And so this idea of one, like just little tiny acts of kindness and joy that you spread make a huge difference for people and how they interact with you. But also too, that like we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and perfection doesn't isn't always necessary. Right. And some right, phases sure. of life were more perfect than others and some mm-hmm. things really not perfect at all. And so, um, you know, seeing that watching him, I think really inspired sort of the story of this book, a reminder to us to give ourselves a little bit of grace, but that also when you're kind to people, they give you grace in return.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that is such a perfect way to describe that relationship, especially as you see it through through dogs. And yes, how they can make such a mess, but we love them so much. Um, I know another part of the inspiration for Walter Does His Best and the theme of kindness really came from your mom. And I know from you know both you just reading about you and watching some of the things that you've shared, it seems like your mom's emphasis on working hard, but being kind really is a big part of the inspiration for this book as well.
1: No, for sure. My mom is one of those, she's a crazy Korean tiger mom, like in every sense of the word, we played piano, violin, must have perfect grades, (laughs) like all the stereotypes you could imagine my mom fulfills. Um, But the one thing she didn't give us any room on as kids growing up was being nice to other people, being kind to other people. Like if she found out that we had been maybe, like, or thought we were a little too stuck up to, like, let someone sit with us or had been unkind to someone, she would get very, very upset about that. And that there were always direct, real consequences to remedy those situations when we were children. And I remember them very, very vividly. Sure. And I think that message, especially for little girls, but also for, I mean, for all kids and all people, you you don't you have to think about how you make other people feel.
0: Yeah.
1: And when we make other people feel bad, there's you've lost so much. Like there's no reason to do that. And so, you know, a lot of how I go about my life and even how I tell my stories is sort of grounded in that message from my mother. It's we talk a lot about, you know, you my job I'm meeting people on the worst day of their life many times you know yeah so yeah my my biggest role is yes I have a job and a story to tell but also you just want to love people where they are and to like Mm -hmm. show them some amount of kindness even if it's really tiny in that moment and if they want to be a part of the job that you're doing that day great and if they don't then you hope that you can leave them with something positive that they go away with as they try to pick up the pieces around them because they're having a really horrible day and you just don't want to add to someone else's bad day in the first place. And so, um, yeah, I'm grateful for my mom and she's just, she's very aggressive about it. So if you can imagine like tiger mom and kindness was the thing she cared about, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <came> together, <laughs> like yes. you can see how that became a thing. But you yeah, know, I was lucky when I got to ABC. I met this small group of girls, women, and we all we would, like jokingly referred to ourselves as like the Nice Girls Club. And the yeah. you know, sort of like sanctuary of people that we we would have you know devotions together and conversations and hold each other accountable. Okay, why do you feel this way? Why did you react that way? And sort of like talk through the emotions that are very human and very normal for all of
0: us. Sure. Yes.
1: Yeah. Owning that, um, I think it makes it easier to be kind to people when you can see your own flaws and mistakes. Absolutely,
0: yes. I totally agree. And I and I know that so many of us try to live that out, but we don't sometimes like take a step back and observe like this actually is having an impact on myself, first of all, and then the people around me when I'm able to choose kindness. I know too. You shared in what in a video that I saw on the GMA YouTube um, about moving around a lot, especially when you were younger. That you had moved a couple of times, and then I'm sure you know being in small towns that your experience as a Korean American kid, and then growing up in that environment. I'm wondering too if that kind of helped to formulate. I know my for myself, I moved a lot when I was a kid. We moved every two or three years. And so having people show kindness to me as the new kid, as I often was, really developed for me that sense of like, I want to be kind to others. I'm wondering if you kind of had that same experience with moving when you were younger and those types of things.
1: No, definitely. I think the moving as a kid thing really shapes you, right? I mean, yes. my dad was in the military, he was in the army. So there was a stretch in first grade. We moved four times in first grade. Oh, wow. um, we moved a lot, but four times in first grade was a lot. So when you move school a lot when you're a kid you realize like some schools you're really cool and everyone loves you and other schools you're the weirdest kid ever and nobody wants to be your friend and you sort of understand that all of that is very you know subjective and it means nothing but like how people respond to you and treat you makes such such a difference you know and so having someone say yeah you can sit with me at my lunch table and you're not sitting by yourself um Those kinds of things make such a big deal when you're, you feel so alone and left out and you already don't really know anybody. And it's just sort of an isolating feeling in general. Yes, Uh, definitely, definitely shapes you. And I think that was part of why my mom was so Mm. bent on making sure we were kind to other people because, you know, we were experiencing so much of that. That was a conversation we were constantly having because we were moving.
0: Yes. I love thinking about how that part of your life, combined with your actual day-to-day work, like you were saying, interacting with people, especially when they're going through something difficult, it's like it all culminated in this book and makes it really accessible for kids because I know, you know, just like with you and your mom, the earlier we can start to really emphasize these character traits for our kids, the more it has a chance to really take root And really grow. And so I love seeing how that all came together in the book. What are some of the things that you're hoping for that kids and their parents and teachers and librarians will get out of Walter Does His Best?
1: Well, I hope it it makes them have a conversation about, okay, what does kindness look like? And how big and small acts of kindness can, sorry, there's a fly in my house. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you don't have to do something remarkable. Something very small can um, make a huge difference, even in just how you say hello to someone or even just noticing that someone else is having a bad day. And so being careful not to upset them (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, barely even more, you know, little things like that, I think. And then also that conversation of perfection, I think, especially for kids, you know, Kids are kind of messy in general (laughs) and, and they, they make messes and mistakes, just like Walter makes a mess of everything constantly. And, but it doesn't change kind of what's in their heart and teaching them that the good in their heart is still positive. Even if it doesn't show up perfectly, we will get to the place where you can make sure that your intention is known. (laughs) Yes, Sometimes it's that actual, you know, what came from the heart and what the reason was behind something that matters more.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. I am so excited for people to get this book in their hands. Like I said, it's going to be a great addition to home libraries of books, but also school libraries. It's going to be such a perfect fit. We have a lot of classroom teachers. So I'm so excited. And I want you to tell us everywhere we can find the book here in just a few minutes. But before we wrap up, I have to ask you one question that is not related to the book. (laughs) I did a little Instagram stalking on you. And I know from your Instagram bio that you are really into skincare. Yes,
1: (laughs) I'm really a mom for that.
0: (laughs) I have to. I love skincare, I could talk about it all the time. I am wondering, since I have you here, what are some of the fa- your favorite products that you're loving right now?
1: Um, so I keep it pretty i because I'm Korean, so I've I've always used kind of K-beauty stuff, even before K for sure is like a thing. So mm-hmm. we're back and forth to to Korea. And so I have yeah. very, very super sensitive skin. So it was just easier for my sensitive skin to use the cream products. And so I I literally still to this day use the same BB cream that I've been using since I was like in high school. Oh, my gosh. It has like SPF in it. It it covers well. It's not too heavy. Um, And it doesn't look too cakey when it's on. So I use the same like Misha BB cream that I've used. Oh, yeah. Um, And then I rotate products. So I use a mixture of things, but nothing ever really super expensive. Yes. I think, you know, one, if you drink a lot of water, like the amount of water you're supposed to drink, you'll see such a difference in your skin in the first place, but like, just like basic hyaluronic acid to like start your morning, a little spritz on your face, you know, things like that. Um, But yeah, one of my favorite Korean brands is this Kosara RX, Oh yes, like nothing in the line is like more than twenty dollars, I think. But it's yes. so you know it's so accessible, and the products work really, really well. <laughs> yes, you don't like overhydrate or underhydrate. You can kind of layer them as you need. So yeah, I definitely listen to my skin and try to. To help it as it needs to with the seasons,
0: but I love that. Um, I have the Cosrx the Snail Mucin like all in one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is that I like to have my daughters. I have two teenage daughters. I have them use it like if they have a breakout, but at the same time, it helps me with like fine lines. Like it's it truly is a, a wonder product. It's one of my favorite go tos for and sure. What I
1: love about Korean beauty in general that it's sort of very different from this Western idea of we have to dry the zit out and. Make it go away. It's like nourishing and make the rest of the skin healthy so the zit can heal quickly. <laughs> yes, exactly. It really works too. I yes, love yeah, it. I mean, it doesn't keep me from popping them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does help it heal faster. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you for that insight. I love it. I really could just talk about skincare all day, but I will go ahead and wrap up because I know you have a lot, obviously a lot going on. First of all, tell us where we can find you like on social media, if we want to follow along with the adventures, especially on baby watch to see when baby arrives, where's the best place to connect with you on social media? Um,
1: Instagram's probably the best place. So it's at the okay. pilgrim. And then Walter actually has his own
0: Instagram. <gasps>
1: Oh. I try not to bombard my Instagram with Walter just because, you know, your friends and family don't want to see your dog constantly, <laughs> but, um, but he had a of at Walter unleashed. He still ends up on my Instagram all the time. Cause I can't help myself. Yeah. Um, but, and my husband doesn't like to be on social media. so <laughs>
0: I relate to that 100%. Okay, well, I'll put links in the show notes for your Instagram and for Walter's. Now, the book, it came out on September 7th, so it's newly released. Where can we go to find it? I'm assuming it's in all the book places?
1: In all the major booksellers, your Amazons, your Books A Million, your Barnes & Noble. Um, some of the smaller bookstores are carrying it as well. So you should be able to find it kind of anywhere at this point, um, Perfect. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Awesomes, we are going to feature a giveaway. I have a couple of copies of Walter Does His Best to give away to our Awesomes. So come and find us on social media at Sort of Awesome Show on Instagram. We'll be doing that giveaway over there so that you guys can get it and check it out. And I will definitely put links to the book in the show notes so you guys can go and pick it up. Especially, you know, like we're heading into that sort of downhill slide into the holidays and starting to think about, you know, gifts. This would be a lovely gift for any kiddo in your life for sure. So Eva, thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk about your book and talk about the importance of kindness. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for having me. So great. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see y'all next time.